0: Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat, so you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos, or even things that
1: don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Hey, Craig. Are you ready?
0: Jeff, I am ready. I am ready for Pullman. (laughs) We'll be tailgating and drinking everything now i know you don't know that song i know you absolutely don't don't know that song i don't but i love it already so that song is well that song is a parody of uh, my morning jacket spring among the living my morning jacket is the name of the band
1: yeah i've i've heard of my morning jacket they play they actually play some My Morning Jacket on the Pearl Jam Sirius XM station, which being a uh, a 42 year old man from the Seattle area, of course, I'm a Pearl Jam fan. So, so they yeah, do I play some My say, Morning Jacket.
0: I was going to say since uh, I know you like, obviously, that, uh, the, the Grunge era, Pearl Jam, and um, all that stuff. And then you like, I know you like the Lumineers. And uh, there's some elements of both in My Morning Jacket. They're, yeah, uh, they're more they're kind of like a southern um indie rock band, but yeah, yeah. they're pretty cool. I, I dig yeah. them. I got them got into them when I lived in Nashville, but
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if Pearl Jam likes them, they're okay by me, for well, sure. There you go. That's it. That's uh, all I need to know.
0: All right. All right. Welcome everyone to Podcast Versus Everyone. Um to with me as always is Jeff Nusser. I am Craig Powers, and Jeff um Are you sadder this week because you're back to broadcasting from your office?
1: (laughs) A little, a little. I mean, you know, we're gonna talk talk a fair amount about that that trip to Pullman, but um, it's both awesome and like like it's always cool to be back in Pullman um but i was you know in town for 48 hours and i was like insanely busy for the entire time i was so busy at one point um i got done with with an interview thing i was doing and i had just been going so hard and hoofing it all over campus that uh, i actually went up to the cub and took a nap so just like old times sake
0: oh man i uh i i the library was my preferred napping spot i took <laughs> so many Naps in Holland, so many like naps. just, just like in view of the practice field, just napping. Of course, I took a lot of naps in um, Todd Odd during classes yeah, as well. That's a good one too. Sorry, Doctor Son, you are one of my favorites, but <laughs> those 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 seats were just too comfortable at nine o'clock in the morning.
1: Way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Yeah. So it you know it's great. Um, that was obviously during, as I mentioned last week, during my spring break. And then, uh, by the way, as soon as I got back from Pullman uh my wife picked me up Sarah picked me up at the airport and we drove over with the family to spend uh 48 hours in Leavenworth um which is kind of a it's kind of a favorite you know mini vacation destination for our family um and so it was i basically went like 5 nights without sleeping in my own bed and was just kind of that's not the way i normally spend my breaks my breaks are usually kind of downtime recharge time but um, so yeah, so I'm kind of, it's kind of bittersweet. I, I was like, you know, it was busy and it was cool, but I was also like, I didn't really get to rest during my break and now I'm back to school and you know, whatever, everything's okay. I taught about Hamlet today. My seniors were whining and complaining. So all is right in the world.
0: Yeah. I never, I never was really down with the iambic pentameter. I didn't get the point.
1: But, uh, <laughs> it's the rhythm it's the rhythm of the words
0: but now but now as a writer i'm like yeah i love the, i love that restriction and that the kind of see the, now you
1: get it yeah exactly now you get it
0: That's but right. uh but yeah so jeff what are you drinking or what have you been drinking
1: yeah, so I'm actually not drinking right now because I, I had a beer earlier today. I stopped by one of my favorite tap rooms, Rainier Growlers. Pretty sure I've mentioned uh, Rainier Growlers before. Had a little bit of time to kill after picking up my youngest from school today. My my middle one, I uh, didn't pick him up from school because he was at a doctor's appointment with Sarah. So I picked up the youngest, and then I was supposed to go pick up the oldest from an after-school activity a little bit later. Had some time to kill before I go over there. So I went to Rainier Growlers, and uh, of course – um, picked up a skookum IPA we've talked about skookum at lengths uh, on the podcast so I don't need to go much into there but I did get uh, their overload IPA which was yet another one of their fine uh hazy IPA selections and you know honestly one of the things so you know and, and our you know regular listeners would know I have a you know I have a fondness for hazy Ipas that's that's sort of my definitely my favorite IPA style. But, you know, kind of it's gotten to a point with the hazy IPAs where so many people are doing them and, and sort of the, you know, obviously the trademark of them is, is that they're kind of citrusy, they're very drinkable, you know, whatever. And, and I, th- I feel like most of the recent ones, the ones that aren't done as well, just sort of lean really hard into the citrus and then there's just not much else there in terms of the flavor. So you're kind of drinking this citrus bomb and it's fine, but it's not like there's nothing sort of, distinctive about it that gives the depth of flavor. And I know we spend a lot of time talking about how awesome Skookum is. Um, but it really is true. Like, like this one was, was really one of the better ones I've had in quite some time. Um, like I said, it just kinda, they do them so well that there's like this depth of flavor where you get, um, you know, a little bit more of the hoppiness and there was a little bit of uh, almost kind of a dank quality to it. Um, you know, those things together give it uh, much more of a, I, I don't know, like I'm trying to think about like like a beer flavor. I mean, I don't know like how better to describe it, but but gives it a little more of that. And uh w- was a really enjoyable beer to have.
0: So on a scale of. One to five. Trips to Pullman where you don't have to be stressed out about an actual football game. <laughs> uh, how, how where would you rate that?
1: that? That's like it's like a four definitely a four as it was, um, definitely a beer. I would make a point to, uh, to drink again, just like I would definitely make as many trips to Pullman as possible.
0: You know, that's pretty interesting. I, uh, the, the way you mentioned that, uh, a beer you drink again, I've, I've come to like, um, on my, uh, when I, I give scores on untapped, I'll usually give it like a four if it's something I know I, I would go back to again. And then that's like kind of the baseline. If it's 3.75, maybe three and a half, you know, it was fine, but I can drink something else. But like, you know, four, it's like I definitely want to go back to that again. So I think that's pretty, that's a nice way to put it. Um, my beer is also uh, what you call a hazy IPA. And I think it's along the, really aligns a lot with what you, um, with the things that you said, it is, uh, by Cloudburst, uh, brewery in Seattle. Um, if you've been, uh, there, um, uh, yep. kind of, uh, kind of near Pike Place, kind of in Belltown, kind of close to downtown. They're not like fully in Belltown. So they're pretty easy accessible, uh, small tap room, 21 and over. So, um, you don't get like the, the, uh, crowd in Pike Place to really go over there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a great brewery. Um, it was um, started by one of the guys that was at Elysian uh, when they sold uh, to AB InBev, and he was not happy about it, and so he left and started his own brewery, and uh, they um, one of their hallmarks is that they rarely brew the same IPA twice. Um, they have a couple, Right, they do a pilsner called Happy Little Clouds that they always brew um, and they have like uh, some stouts that they they'll do over again, but um, rarely will you see their IPAs twice. And so this one's called "Not Fast Enough," and it and is uh, made with Mosaic Galaxy and Experimental Hop 360. 630. Um, almost all these hazies are made with like some combination of like Mosaic, Citra, Galaxy, whatever. Um, I'm sure Experimental Hop 360 is. Is a new hop. You, the new hops usually have those same sort of qualities, like those uh, pineapple, si- uh, citrus fruit, melon things like that. Um, but so yeah, this is definitely like it's um it's not like the super super cloudy. It's it's fairly cloudy, but it's not like last week I had that uh, Chuck's Hop Shop. I I try not to repeat the styles twice in a row, but I, I have a I have a specific reason for picking this beer this week. Um, so. Um, So I try not to repeat the styles, but uh, I'm having another um, hazy-ish IPA. Um, So the reason I picked this beer is because, uh, as I mentioned last week, um, we did the double dip, um, the Sounders match, and then the Mariners game um, back-to-back on Saturday. Um, I went to the Sounders match with um, Michael Preston, our uh, fellow Kook Center uh, podcaster and author, um he uh, he's got season tickets and he brought me along um because his wife couldn't go um so uh, we had we had a good time uh then we were um i had a few hours to kill obviously for the mariners game for my dad was coming over on a bus um with his work uh to go to the go to the game it was like a work event they were going together so he wasn't getting there until about five so we just so i just went over to we went over to collins pub had a few beers um, I did have a, a Skookum IPA <laughs> um, among other things. Attaboy. Yeah, um, I, I, I introduced uh, Michael to a Belgian Trappist beer called Ooh. called or called well, it's a it's a different than other Belgian Trappist beers. It's called Orval. Um, so uh, that that was a unique experience for him, a new experience. Um, you know, after after having a few beers, like uh, Michael was pretty ready to uh, go to the Mariners game. He was looking at tickets, and I go, let, let me let me check with my dad, um, i coming over <laughs> in a group. Like it's very likely that they have extra tickets and sure enough, they did, they have plenty of extra tickets. So Preston just went into the game with, uh, with us and we had a good time. And then we had the great idea of, uh, uh, me, Preston lives in Seattle. So we just, I, I, I uh, I, um, I stayed with him on Saturday night. I got the, I got the okay from, uh, B's mom and uh, like is it okay if i bail on you again yeah uh, and so uh we played uh we played some n64 uh, watched some uh, wsc football watched some game day uh you know the classic bro night and uh we went to there's a there's a famous uh, beer bar and beer store called the beer junction in west seattle and i um i honestly like checked their tap list quite a bit i follow them on various social media. So I typically know what they're serving, what's going on. And they definitely have some of the best, uh, one of the best bars in, um, in Seattle and the North, all of the Northwest. Um, so I, I was really excited. I'm like, we're going to your house. We gotta, we gotta go to beer junction. I've never been there. And so, uh, I got this crawler fear, filled that beer junction. My first trip to beer junction. I was really excited. Definitely lived up to the hype. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I we had, a, we had a fun Saturday. Um, um, um I, I, found out I'm not very good at, um, Mario six, Mario Kart 64 anymore. Uh, man, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, uh, I was getting smoked. Um, but yeah, so this beer, um, yeah, a lot of the descriptors that you were giving for that Skokin beer, because I, I would say that, um, it's almost like a Northwest variant on the Hazy IPAs is that they sort of have this like much closer to the IPA classic IPA flavor, um, you know, they have some bitterness and they have maybe some notes that aren't just pure citrus or pure melon. Um, yeah, so um I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's solid. I would have it again. Um so I'm gonna give it a four as well. Um it's cloud burst, they just crank out a lot of solid IPAs. Um, um they they're you know, they're very small and they just so the batches they aren't, make aren't huge. They don't go to a ton of different bars. Uh, so kind of the best place to try their beer is that they is at their really interesting little tap room they have um, down in uh, down um, in Belltown. So yeah, check them out if you're if you're in Seattle and you don't have to take your kids in with you. I highly recommend it. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, and uh, they um the they won uh, a, a medal at um, the Great American Beer Festival last year. And the uh, founder went up on stage to accept the medal in a shirt that said "fuck AB InBev." <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell how he feels about the uh, company that bought his former employer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the beer this week. Um, I always got to have a little story with my beer. But uh, yeah. So let's uh, d- let's dig into some to some Coog talk and Jeff. Um, uh, I've been I've been dying to hear, and obviously I've heard some of it. We talk every day, but um, wanted to hear about. Uh, I know you got to meet with uh, uh, Kyle Smith last week. Yeah. Um, and uh, which I was excited for you. I was very jealous about. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, I know you got to meet with him. Um, just uh talk about you know what what was how you don't really i know you're gonna write you you you've written some stories obviously using the quotes and stuff but yeah. just how how was the conversation what was your impression of him
1: yeah he's uh he's a cool dude man um he very affable which you know if you've spent any time uh you know if you listen to his introductory press conference if you um, you know, listening to any of the podcast, we recommended that he was on, we wrote about on Cougs. If you listen to any of that stuff, uh, really just affable guy. Um, I led off by telling him that, uh, that, that we speak the same language, uh, that, you know, that I was an early adopter of Ken Palm probably, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever it was. Um, and said, you know, hey, you know, I kind of got into it when the Bennets were coaching because, you know, I kind of got sick and tired of people being like, they, they, they their offense sucks because it only scores this many points a game. And I was like, well, that's stupid. And so, you know, so I got into Ken palm And, uh, and, and so he was sort of excited that, that we were both speaking the same language. In fact, one, uh, you know, we got into one part of the conversation where we talked about recruiting. That's mostly what we talked about. So the story I'm working on right now, I'm hoping to publish tomorrow, is kind of his philosophy on recruiting, what he's looking for, um, stuff like that. But he but he told a story about um, his former point guard at San Francisco, uh, Frankie Ferrari. Some of you may have heard of Frankie Ferrari, um, if only because he has pretty much the best name ever for a point guard. Um and this was a guy who was recruited by the previous coach, uh, him, he basically recruited two point guards in the class. And then, you know, a lot of teams really play just kind of one point guard. And as, uh, as Smith put it, you know, he, he it was sort of like, <laughs> sort of a blunt way to put it, but you know, coaches will, it's kind of like if you recruit two quarterbacks in a class. Um, you know, at some point you gotta, gotta kind of got to kill one off, you know, you, you, let them battle it out and then you, and then you kill one off because you need, you can only have one leader. Right. So he talked about how Ferrari was the guy who, who kind of suffered from that and, um, talked about how statistically he put up, um, what was a, a 16% usage and a 64 offensive rating. And it was, it was kind of fun. So like for our listeners who don't know what that means, um, I'm not going to try and explain it right now, but I'll just tell you like, that is super shitty and like, like so bad that you would just look at that and say, this kid obviously cannot play at this level. Um, That that's kind of the way you would interpret that data. And, and so, but anyway, he started talking about it and I just started nodding like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And he looked at me like, okay. You know, and it was just like, so that part was kind of fun. Um, he's, he's very, like I say, he's affable. Um, he is definitely not shy about talking. I was supposed to get 15 minutes with him, which kind of sucked because I had like, I don't know, 20 questions, which was never going to happen. But, um, you know, I got three, you know, maybe two questions in and my 15 minutes were up. And so he, uh, he let me, Stick around for another 10 minutes and ask him about 10 more minutes worth of questions. So, um, he was very generous with his time. I know he had about a billion things to do. Um, when I went into the you know went to the office, I was a little bit early because I don't want to be late. Um, and he I could hear him in the back. So the the WSU basketball offices are not real big. Um, they're in Smith gym. They, they are definitely not palatial like the football offices. Um, so, you know, you, you, can pretty much hear everybody talking about everything and I could, and he's got this big booming voice. So I could hear him in the back. He's making recruiting phone calls. Um, you know, so I appreciated him taking, taking some time out and, and just, uh, you know, sharing some stuff with me. I could ask him, I could ask him questions all day, but, um, really interesting guy. I, I think the biggest takeaway, um, is is kind of what you know Pat Chun talked about when he hired him um and just sort of you know what they said they were looking for which you know this is a guy who has deep beliefs and deep convictions about how to do things um and i you know i don't know if it's going to work i've said this to people before you know i don't know if it's going to work i don't know if it's going to be successful but i do know if it is i think this is the way you have to do it you have to have a guy who um has deep convictions a deep belief in how he's going to do things he doesn't waver from that um he's going to recruit to that i think you know that's that's basically how mike Leach has done it. That's how the Bennett's did it. Um, you know, I wasn't around for Kelvin Sampson or George Raveling, but, um, what I know about Kelvin Sampson just since he left WSU, um, similar deal just has a very clear sense of, of what he wants to accomplish. And, um, Kyle Smith is really the same kind of guy. And so, um, when you hear him talk, you can hear that conviction. He knows what he wants to do. And I think a lot of that is, um, he had a long career as an assistant before he ever got a shot as a head coach. You know, I mean, he was, I think I want to say he was 42 or something like that before he got his first job. Not that that's old, but it's also like, I mean, for a guy who started coaching when he was 22 – you know, or 23, whatever it was, um, you know, to wait that long. And he was also O for his first, he likes to say he was O for his first 11 in his head coach interviews, you know? So, um, you know, it's a guy who was patient, uh, because he believed in what, what he was doing and what he would bring to a program. When he finally got a job at Columbia, he put it into place. When he got the job at USF, he put it into place and he's going to do the exact same thing here. So, so that was kind of the big thing that sort of struck me was, yeah, this is a guy who absolutely knows what he's doing knows what he wants. There's no waffling. There's no hemming and hawing. Like he is committed to his thing. And, and, and I think that is uh, that's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny you talk about him, uh, you know, uh, just knowing that you speak his language. I, um, when, when I was a, a journalist covering, um, business software, I, you know, before I uh, crossed over into the dark side of marketing, um, I, uh, I, I remember in my early days, um, it was just not a, uh, there was not, it was not like overall a subject area that I knew a lot about. So, um, I, I would say I wasn't as great of an interviewer back then because I just didn't have a great, um, kind of grasp of the, the, uh, the subject matter. And so my questions weren't as informed as they possibly could be, you know, they were, more from a there I just had like a general set of questions I would go in with but um but I did whenever I would talk to like someone who was in the realm of predictive analytics or something which is big in business software and and analytics and things like that um I would just kind of like mention that you know hey I I I, uh, did some grad school in statistics and um this is what I like to write about the most you know I um yeah um you know I've uh yeah, I've dabbled in R and SAS and all those things and and so, and then you just kind of would, I would see their eyes light up because you know if especially if you're at like a big event and they're they're rolling through like six interviews in a row and they're just answering the same questions from journalists, and then they got this one guy who comes in who's just like, oh my god, i, I can I can just I don't have to like filter my language, I can just talk. Um, use my big words and, and use my kind of insider jargon, and, and 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 this guy's gonna know what I talk about. And so, yeah, it's 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 always a nice like uh, as an interviewer, it's always nice to have that like instant endearing moment because you're always searching for at the start of an interview a way to kind of in kind of connect with the interviewee um, so that they'll you know open up to you more. Um, and I always felt that like those interviews with the guys on Alex always they're always much more open. Um, you'd have the PR person sitting over there with like tapping their fingers and, and things like that, because, you know, they just, they just like, they just be generally excited to share things that they're not supposed to share and things like that. So it's, uh, it's always nice as an interviewer when, you know, you have that in right away.
1: And I will say that my interview skills kind of suck right now. (laughs) So it was pretty funny. Like, not, I mean, It was disappointing when I left because I was like, oh, I did not come in there with a good game plan for interviewing. And um, it's definitely, you know, like last week you talked about, you know, exercising my reporter muscles, right? And it's like, right. yeah, the interview muscles were definitely, uh, atrophied. <laughs> like they were, they were like walking around with a beer gut and yeah, it, it was, I did not go in there with a very good plan. And by the time I left, I was like, and, and I got lots of useful information, you know, I got a couple stories out of the deal. Like I wrote about, uh, the two guys that he hires as assistants. I knew those were going to be the two guys when we talked last Wednesday, but you know, I was supposed to hold off until there was an official announcement. So I was able to add some quotes to that. And And like I said, the thing I'm writing about now focused mostly on recruiting, which is timely because, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, so tomorrow, the day that you are listening to this dear listener Wednesday is the opening of the late signing period for basketball. So, um, so timely there. So I I did get some stuff, but like I said, I, you know, I could have talked to him forever and, you know, just been like, Oh, you're so great. You know, I just, whatever. So it was fun.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. As I said, I'm, I'm very jealous. Um, seems like a type of guy that will remember who you are too. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll can you'll uh, continue to get to have those conversations over the coming years, yeah. and and that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. The, um, by the way, the other thing before before I yeah. forget it, and I'm sure I think listeners will kind of dig this as well. You know, the other thing that I think was really clear from talking to him, and I think this was also clear in his introductory press conference, but it sort of was underscored when when I was talking with him. Man, he is super excited to be at Washington State. Like he, you know, one of the things we talked about, I made it a point to ask him about just sort of the quote unquote lack of resources at Washington State. And, um, you know, because obviously that's a big talking point um, at another website, (laughs) which, you know, and, and look, it's I'm not saying that's not true. I mean, it is true. You know, they relative to their Pac-12 peers, they do have fewer resources. OK, fine. But, you know, when you talk to when you talk to Kyle Smith, um, look, this is a guy who and I think people it, it's not something that gets that's gotten mentioned a whole lot, but it is a thing that I think people sort of should think about. And look, this is a guy who literally has never worked at a high major program his entire coaching career. Never. He's been at San Diego. He's been at St. Mary's. He's been at Air Force. He's been at Columbia. He's been at San Francisco. That's it. He's never been at a high major. Now you could look at that and say, "Oh my gosh, well that means you know he's not prepared or whatever." I totally disagree with that. I think coaching's coaching and you know whatever. Um, but if you look at it, turn it around maybe just slightly differently, you go, "Well, okay." This is a guy who has has quite literally never had these kinds of resources. Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to him that it's less than what he had than than what, you know, Washington has or less than Oregon has or whatever what he's like, man, this is more than I've ever had at. St. Mary's at San Francisco at Columbia. Like I've never (laughs) had this to work with. He goes, you know, he goes, we got, and uh, you know, I'll have a quote in one of the stories at some point, but I I think he said something to the effect of, man, I look out here and I see Jim, 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 you know, he's like, I see lots of places where kids can go if they want to get better and get better. You know, I see, you know, we have a weight room, we've got this, we've got that, you know, and he just kind of talked about, you know, Pullman's a small town. He coached in New York, he coached in San Francisco. When those kids left campus, it's a lot different than leaving campus in Pullman, you know, you're, you're in the city and there's lots of other stuff to do. Um, He's like, no, this place is an asset, you know? And, and another thing he mentioned was he he was sort of honest. He says, you know, people say this is, you know, maybe the toughest, you know, Power five job. And, and he says, you know, maybe it is. But, you know, if you're basically said if you're if you're a coach worth your salt, um, you want to compete at the highest level. And for him, this that's what this is like. He's never had this opportunity before. So this is his chance to, um, you know, see what he can do at the highest level, against coaches that are considered to be, you know, some of the best in the, even though it's the Pac-12 right now, but you know, some of the coaches that are considered to be the best in their profession, and do it with more resources than he's ever had. I mean, when he was at San Francisco, he put together the, you know, the Ken Palm number sixty-seven program, um, which is far, far higher than anything we've had, and probably. Twelve years, some eleven years, something
0: like that. Just a like clay year is the only. Yeah, that just they clay's that, yeah.
1: clay's nit year was probably the last year that exceeded that, um, and I think they might have only been like number sixty, you know. So, and then he was obviously at St. Mary's as well, and you see, you know what St. Mary's has done. So, you know, these are places where he's worked with just a fraction of what he's got at Wazoo. Um, and, and he was, you know, part of staffs that were able to accomplish, you know, more than Wazoo has been able to accomplish. So for him, this is an exciting opportunity. Um, and he also mentioned how the administration is giving him, you know, every bit of support that they possibly can, which was exciting to hear. I mean, obviously it's not, here's the, you know, they're not opening up the wallet to, you know, buy anything and everything he wants. But, um, I do know for a fact that he is, uh, maybe getting a little more of what he wants um, than what Ernie Kemp was getting. Um, so we'll just kind of leave that out there because I know some stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about yet and is going to be very cool and exciting. So, um, so yeah, it's all of those things together. I know I'm kind of rambling at this point, but, um, everything that, that, you know, the interaction with him was 100% positive and super cool. And, um, you know, did nothing to dampen my excitement for, for what's to come for Cougar basketball
0: hopefully uh one day we'll just uh rename this the smith cast
1: yeah and uh yeah.
0: and then we'll it we will lose all of our listeners but uh, but anyway so <laughs> that's okay
1: this is for us anyway
0: so um i know you did some other cool things in pullman can you talk about any of them um let me think. So,
1: I don't know. I mean, I got to talk to, got to talk to Mike Leach in a, in a pretty intimate setting. So that was very cool. Um, which was, you know, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Got to watch him uh, do some teaching with some players, um, which were in, in a different setting than most people see, which was, which was also very, very cool. Um, a lot different than I expected. So a lot less, I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to describe, but Um, I don't know. I guess I kind of expected a lot of correction, you know, like, hey, do this better, do that better. Um, Actually, very quiet and very positive and very thoughtful when he does those things. Very different than the uh, than the public facing version of Leech that we all typically see. Um, and I also got to see that in a different context uh, where, you know, just sort of talked about, you know, Geronimo and whatever. So um, got to see that. But the the kind of the behind the scenes stuff, got to talk to some players, um, got to talk to Gardner Minshew, which was pretty cool. Um, he talked about how, you know, Leach teaches for understanding and, you know, allows guys to make mistakes, um, especially as quarterbacks. And doesn't kill him for mistakes, um, which was very much in line with what I saw him doing. Um, and you know, also got to talk to Steve Spurrier Jr., who was a delightful interview. Um, that is he's a really thoughtful dude. Um, and he's been around and and just very, very articulate, um, sort of measured with his words, but but uh, you know, articulate in in saying what he wants to say and, and really talked about how Leach uh his attention to detail um is, is kind of the one thing that really sets him up, his organization and attention to details, what really kind of maybe sets him apart a little bit from some other people. So yeah, I mean, all in all getting to talk to a ton of cool people. Um, I'm going to get to work on a, uh, a very cool story about that. So people can look out for that. That's going to be probably a couple of weeks before, before I get around to that. Um, but I, uh, yeah, like, like that was just, yeah, that part was very, very cool. But talking to all those people i'm sure you can now see why i was uh taking a nap in the cub
0: yeah absolutely yeah that's pretty cool to hear you know when you um i think from the outside uh leach can kind of get the uh you can get the view of leach that he isn't such an organized guy attention detail you know uh he famously you know comes in quite a bit later than most football coaches um he uh you know he's got interest Um, that he's got very public interests that are outside of football. Um, Obviously he's, you know, working on Geronimo book or whatever, you know, political speeches, whatever. Um, But, uh, but, so he doesn't come off as, you know, the type of guy um, that, 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 that is that, that uh, detail oriented coach, that it's kind of stereotypical of a lot of the really good coaches. Um, But obviously the results uh, have spoken for themselves here at WSU. One of the, you know, one of uh, the best stretches that WSU has ever had and uh yeah so um um enough about your past trip to Pullman yeah Uh, we have uh you are going back again and so am I yeah um in just a few days here um I'm excited so excited so yeah let's uh let's um we kind of tipped our hand there but um you and I have uh went to a few uh Spring games in uh, Spokane. Um, you know, tailgated outside Alby Probably tailgated a little harder than most of the people <laughs> that were there. No,
1: no, we tailgated harder than like everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think th-
1: I, we have closed down that parking lot on more than one occasion.
0: Yeah, no, like literally closed it down. Like they had to, we had to move stuff out so so we could get our cars out. Yeah, had they had to, like, tell us to leave. The Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we had uh we we we've had some, we've had fun at Albi, and we even had our uh, our uh, tailgate sponsored by Iron Horse Brewery a couple times. Yep. I'll give them a, a shout times. out because yep. uh, they didn't really get enough of a shout out in that regard back in the day. But uh, they had a coog that I don't know if he's I don't think he still works there, but they had a coog in their marketing who was very nice to us. And yeah. on our on our way, we would just stop in Ellensburg and load our cars up <laughs> with. Way more uh, beer than you can possibly imagine. And uh, I remember just handing it to people and they would be like, are you sure? You're like, you know, here's a six pack of Irish death. No, just take it because I don't want to take it home with me. So, yeah. But yeah so, but yeah, so we had some really fun tailgates.
1: They send us with so much Irish death, which is a lovely beer and also maybe not what you want to drink like two or three or four or five oh, cans yeah, like of at a tailgate, seven
0: and a half percent just putting it down.
1: And it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a thick, you
0: know? Thick, yeah.
1: So anyway, yeah, but it was, it was awesome. So Dane Williams, Dane Williams is the guy who uh, was our contact at iron horse. So yeah, forever, forever indebted to Dane uh, for, for the supplies, those couple of years for sure. Yeah,
0: And we even, when we stayed in the lovely Airbnb in the pair like near perry street brewing yep um one time and, and that was a lot of fun uh so yeah we had our fun times in spokane however so that being said how you feel now about the game being moved back to pullman
1: well i'm ridiculously fired up i mean as i already said like any excuse to get back to pullman is a good excuse right um and you know spokane was you know spokane was nice i I didn't hate spokane at all um actually really enjoyed going to spokane um part of it was just that you know spokane's a, a decent sized city there's lots of places to stay lots of places to go um so you know made for a nice pretty easy pretty inexpensive trip for the most part um but you know pullman's pullman man like, like there's, there's always, um, you know, like I, I'd never get tired of going back. And, um, I think that with, you know, the way that they're kind of doing, it seems like doing the day, um, with a lot of different activities and things like that and opening up RV lots and, you know, which is where I think we'll be spending kind of most of our day, um, you know, it's, it's just, I think it's going to be done, right. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I don't know how it's going to feel actually at the game because it's obviously in a much bigger stadium than what it has been in. So it'll kind of be interesting to see that portion, but, um, you know, if they can get lots of students out, which I don't know, they're trying to, if they can do that, that would make, um, a pretty huge difference. And the game's only two hours. They don't have to leave at halftime. So, um, I don't know. Maybe they can well, see. And they'll have, down. they'll have
0: Cougville so they can, yeah. they, they can go back and forth, have a beer, back forth, back, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think I, cause it, from what I gathered, they're going to have Coogville just running throughout the game, much like yeah. they had that, um, that, uh, that beer garden at the end of the field at Albie. Yeah. So, the, um,
1: the downside is that Albie, you could have your beer and still watch the game. Yeah. So I don't know kind of how that's going to go, but we'll see well, what's, so I'm curious for you. Like, so I love going to the spring game. Like, like I don't know, I've probably done it the last five years maybe, um, so it's become kind of an annual thing for me to go. But I'm curious, like for you, what what's your favorite part of of going to the spring game?
0: Oh man, I you know, um, I would say uh, the reason I have season tickets to the uh, football is about. 30% football and 70% tailgating um, and just the experience of, you know, of hanging out and, and um, you know, of course I love to bring uh, so many beers from my cellar and, and do it that way. But it's just a, uh, and and I just love being in the Coug atmosphere. And, 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 and so just the general atmosphere of football weekends is great. And, and spring, the spring game is, is unique in that as I said earlier, like the game doesn't matter and we're, we're, we're not like stre- that that's not going to dictate our mood the rest of the day, you know, and, and we're not going to be like butts clenched throughout the tailgate. If it's some big game, you know, like, so, and if we lose, it's not going to be, you know, I, we can't lose in the spring game. So, so like, you know, if, if, it, if it's like an early game like this, you don't have to worry about the rest of the day being kind of like, mildly sorrowful like so um so uh so yeah i just you know i love the atmosphere of spring game i'm really excited that the hotels are way cheaper um and i'm really excited to like uh, we're having uh two of our best friends that we have you know st- remained friends with uh since uh, pullman probably the two our two best friends from college um they're married and uh, they have a couple daughters. And then we're bringing our daughter and we're really excited to just take them all around Pullman and take, you know, they go back to games and we go back to games, but it's never lined up. So we've had like all the kids there. Um, And so we're really excited to like, you know, take take them around Pullman, take pictures, all that stuff, you know, and, and, you know, introduce some atmosphere. I've been trying to teach Beatrix the fight song. Uh, She's. I mean, 17 months old, so you know the expectations are low. But she's got the fa, <laughs> she's got she's got fa 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 down, and and then she uh, she uh, always uh, says go Cougs when she sees a Cougar logo, but it's it's like da do But so but it, you know I know what she's saying. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, so I'm excited for just to see her reaction because you know it's so different from she. The last game she went to was Eastern. Um, in September and she was uh, what nine months then and so she's quite a bit older now I've been starting the Doctrination and, and all that indoctrination and so um, I'm excited I, I assume um, they're going to like play the back home uh, video and she watches that every single day and so I want to see what she think, and she gets so excited about it. And you know, she gets excited about the fight song now. And so, and she's excited about Butch, and you know, all that stuff. And so I'm just, um, I'm, you know, I got the, I got, I have my like dad excitement now about about uh seeing yeah. her get excited about some of these things. And but but yeah, just generally, you know, um, I love the, you know, we have like. Uh, so many of our uh, cooks and our authors that uh, go back for the game uh PJ as he, when he lived in Florida made it back he would fly back cuz you know his family's based in Spokane so um he would fly back and go to this sp- you know the spring game um you know I'd love if he surprised us again you know like he did at a, the game day but but um but yeah so um you yeah, know it's 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 a uh, it, it's just a it's a fun atmosphere it's this nice break it's like this nice break in this long slog of like no football no go no game days in pullman it's like this simulated game day where you can just kind of let loose and have a good time by the way my my wonderful sister who is uh who is pregnant is um having is uh going to be the babysitter for uh, for us and our friends on uh saturday night so we can uh relive our glory days of WSU and hopefully end the night with a munchie dog. Yeah. um, Yeah. That's, that's my main goal in life (laughs) is to, is to get uh, properly inebriated to where I can get my um, regular order at munchies of, um, cream cheese, nacho cheese, grilled onions, jalapenos, and barbecue sauce, and not be disgusted by that. Attaboy. So, <laughs> yeah, so um I, I think if I um if I had that sober, I'd be like, this is a bit much. Yeah. Um but but when you have a drunk, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Um so, so yeah, there's just so much to love about this weekend. We're good man, we we're uh we're going over to Yakima. We have family over there on Thursday night to drop off the pets um and then uh we're uh we're we're gonna go over on friday um hopefully get there in time to go to ferdinand's which would just be amazing um they i saw they have this like uh this new ferdinand grabber with like lemon ice cream with uh snickerdoodle cookies which is like lemon is uh, amanda's favorite ice cream so i'm really hoping we can make it there and get some cougar gold on the cheap can't get it any cheaper anywhere than Ferdinand's not even anywhere in Pullman where it's usually even marked up 10 bucks just to go you know a mile away but um but yeah so yeah we're hoping to get you know get into you know get in early get to Ferdinand's check in the hotel um I'm very tempted to go to T-Pain but uh <laughs> I, think I'm, I yeah I, I don't know. I how much Beatrix would like that.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, they make they make like you know the the ear covers. she, she has know.
0: those. Yeah, she's she, been to da- lots of Mariners and yeah, she be fine. Sounders, so you're yeah. a
1: way more responsible parent than I am. I took I took my kids to like Seahawks games without those things. So, <laughs> the the probably someday they're gonna come back and be like, Dad, I can't hear anything because you took me to a Seahawks game when I was a year old.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah
1: yeah, you know, sorry. Yeah, Yeah,
0: so, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I don't know, I just rambled on for a solid five minutes, so I'm pretty sure that you can tell that I am excited. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, It's, uh, I am a little bummed that I can't wake up on uh, Sunday and then uh, go um, to Cougar, Cougar Country at 10 a.m. and have I a know. and have a burger and fries and some fry sauce, but <laughs> but terrible. you know we'll find we'll find our way um uh, find our way around. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be it's I mean it's gonna be a great time and I'm super stoked. It's it's the
1: only time in the year when a whole bunch of the Coug Center guys get together. Um, because like every other time, it's really hard. Um, it just depends. So like, for example, during the summer, like last summer, I did a barbecue at my house. Well, I mean, you know, some guys are in, you know, Spokane. Some guys are in, you know, again, at the time, PJ's in Florida. At least I think he was still in Florida. Maybe just getting ready to go to Germany, you know, whatever. So it's kind of like, you know, it's it's tough to get everybody together. And then on football days, um, there's just a million things going on. And Pullman's really busy and it's not like you can't just park wherever you want. And so tailgating, you got to coordinate with people, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, it's obviously a big hassle. And then, you know, with, um, you know, where this podcast came from is, you know, you and I write for a website, um, you know, when there's an actual game. You know, somebody has to write about the game. And so there's just there, there's all this like stuff that that has to go on um, with the spring game. It's like literally we just get together and hang out and there's no there's no game to stress out about, there's no coverage I need to worry about for the website, like all of that stuff um just sort of goes away for the spring game and you really just kind of get to hang out and smile and laugh and and just kind of watch, you know, watch the football cuz it doesn't matter, you know. So you just watch it. I mean, we tell jokes and you know, laugh at players doing stupid things or whatever. It's just it's a really good time. So I don't know. If somebody's, you know, if you're listening to this and and you've kind of maybe never thought about going um it's actually pretty darn fun. Um, I was actually surprised. First time I went, My, you know, Sarah and I just kind of went on a lark. We were like, it was, you know, Saturday morning actually. And I was like, Hey, the spring games today. And we were like, we should go. And so we took the kids, threw them in the car and <laughs> got to Spokane by like 1245 right before the game started. Um, You know, and and we've been going back ever since because it it's actually cooler than than I imagined. So, yeah, if you're if you're kind of on the fence, um, I think you will probably have a pretty good time if you go. And and it's nice, you know, there just aren't as many people as as a game day, and game days are great. But um, you know, it's just kind of the low stress element of you know not having to fight traffic, not having to fight you know parking. Um, it's just very laid back and relaxed, and you can just sort of enjoy enjoy it for what it is, which is, you know, pretty low key time to to hang out and catch a little football in the spring. And, you know,
0: yeah, it's a pretty yeah, good. time. It's like, it's like play pretend.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and yet you get to watch it and still talk drink about football and drink lots of beer and be like, Hey, I got to see, you know, whoever throw today and boy, didn't that receiver look good. And it's probably all meaningless, but it's still kind of fun. So, yeah. Oh man. It's a Andre
0: Lentz looked so great. Oh yeah.
1: Andre Lentz. Hey, Cassidy Woods, file that name away. He is not going to be the next Andre Lentz. I'm just saying.
0: No, I I uh, We I talked saw about him. that
1: last week, I'm telling you.
0: Um Skylar Thomas is number twenty five, I think. So someone else someone else is playing uh nickel corner on him. And I was watching a highlight video and he just absolutely I think it was number twenty four who I couldn't find, but um, so I'm not sure who that was, but he just absolutely smoked a dude in the slot and caught an easy touchdown. Like, um, that's pretty exciting. I, yeah, it, he, cause he's got physical tools beyond just being tall. Um, so, uh, you wouldn't put a guy in the slot who doesn't have some, some quickness and some shake ability. So, um, yeah, let's, yeah I'm, I'm excited you know it was a, a couple of years ago it was just it was, i was we were all excited to see booby and he played all-time running back on, right on, on, you know that was that was a ton of fun like just to watch he i think he hurtled someone in the spring game um and so uh so it was a sign i think we had heard about him all year at thir- you know thursday night football and then we got to see him in person like oh crap this guy is good and um well, he's gone now, sadly. Yeah, but, but um, you
1: know, that was the first time we all went, whoa, you know, this yeah. dude, dude can play. I remember also feeling that way about uh, Frankie Louvu. Oh, know, yeah. Before he had his big senior year, um, he kind of was, you could see already at the spring game that he was making that next leap. And then, you know, we've talked about this before with the quarterbacks, you know, sometimes you can tell when a quarterback is just clearly not ready, which is obviously the opposite of what we're talking about. But, you know, so you can, I mean, you can see these little things. And know, I don't know how much else there is, but, um, you know, you can see these little things and, you know, watch and the, those and
0: guys go. The nice thing about the uh, regional Pac-12 networks and everything uh, is that if you can't go, you you can actually watch it on uh, TV. I, got, I set my DVR. Uh, the national Pac-12 network is only showing an hour of it, um, and... And from what I remember last year, they just show the first hour and then it's done. They just cut it off and go to because Oregon and Oregon State have spring have their spring football games on Saturday as well. Um, So Oregon gets an hour and a half on the big network and we only get an hour. So um, file that away. They'll probably,
1: um, do you think they'll? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look into this. Maybe they, both they put both hours on the Washington network.
0: Yeah, they put two hours yeah. on the Wash network. Yeah. Usually, um, you know, uh, usually the it's not totally over by the time they cut off, but but it's you know you, you'll get you can see a nice chunk of it um, if you have Pac-12 network, which you know at least three percent of you do. Yeah, at least three percent. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Cougs, man, um, talked about spring ball, which, you know, we've not done very much this spring. Uh, so we, I had mentioned earlier to keep 10 a.m. open on uh, and someone mentioned to me that I had said that. Um, so the plans that we had for that um, have not um, come to fruition. Um, some logistical issues. So um, just do whatever you want at 10 a.m. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> you know just just go whatever do whatever you yeah, want just do whatever yeah. you want walk, maybe
1: walk around the rvs and you know snag a beer from somebody
0: yeah What well, no. you know you know with when you know one of the things when he said there's not a lot of people there um you could probably find this pretty easy because there's yeah. not that many people
1: just look uh, for the tall yeah. guys kook center yeah. is populated by tall people except for uh except for me and kevin so yeah. everybody else is tall though
0: yep yeah, just look for like you know you feel like you're in the Netherlands or you know Scandinavia, and that and that's and that's that's where we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know where where are we at now. Uh,
1: I don't know. You want to talk some politics? You want to talk some pop culture?
0: So yeah, I want to talk pop culture, Jeff. I I don't know this for sure, but you don't watch Game of Thrones, do you?
1: I am not a Game of Thrones watcher, and it's it's not a uh, it's not any kind of. Uh, it's not any kind of objection or point of weird pride, which it seems to be for some people, right? I am not a Game of Thrones watcher, so take that.
0: World. I know, because you know, like, I hadn't even heard it from you.
1: Yeah. Like, so I, I'm just like, I, I just never, I just never. Ha- well, first of all, I don't get. It's on HBO, right? So I don't yeah. get H. I don't get HBO. It just, just so you know, I don't know, subscribe Jeff, to HBO Go or anything. Ninety,
0: ninety-five like percent so. of the people that watch Game of Thrones also do not subscribe <laughs> to any form of HBO, so.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Those people don't have integrity like I do. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, no. So yeah, I I just, you know, I don't have HBO, so I didn't, I never got into it. And then, um, uh, and then that was just kind of it. And I just was never motivated to to try and catch up. So which, which I have been told, like, you, you do have to go back to the beginning. And I'm just sort of like, Neh. you know, I have a hard enough time keeping up. My wife and I watch This Is Us, which is sort of sappy and corny and whatever. But um, yeah, we have a hard enough time keeping up with that. And we're only like four episodes behind on that. So, yeah, so I haven't, but apparently everyone else on the planet is watching Game of Thrones, including you.
0: Of course. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I've watched it from the, from the start. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we've always had HBO in some form or fashion, um, for Game of Thrones and, and there's a lot of, uh, shows I like from hbo um i currently actually um i was excited i got to cancel my hbo subscription on cable because at&t who is who i have had as a cell phone service provider for since i was 18 years old when i i got my first i went and got my own first own cell phone um i uh they uh they have done nothing but disappoint me for so many years um, but actually they, uh, uh, about a year, a little over a year ago, they just, um, I got this message and they're like, oh, you have unlimited data now. And also, um, you get an HBO go subscription with your, with, with your account. And I was like, what? Like, you, I, I, like, I have squabbled with you over the smallest amount of dollars before. <laughs> and now suddenly like I went from, I went from like a limited data to unlimited data. And so, and now I have free HBO. So I immediately like, called Comcast, which that was fun, you know, g- calling Comcast and canceling HBO. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, so we have, so it was a, uh, I haven't watched HBO in, uh, in a while. We, we watched Westworld, but actually this, um, we were really excited for that, but this season, I think we made it about three episodes in and we were just like, nah. Um, so we hadn't fired it up. Uh, I have it like, you know, I have, you know, you, I just, uh, have accumulated many streaming devices. You know, we have the two different playstations that can do HBO and we have a fire stick and a Chromecast that I've gotten for free from various things. And so I had it on the fire stick, there are two different apps. There's HBO now and HBO Go. So HBO Now is the service that you, if you just pay for HBO streaming, and then HBO Go is if you have it attached to um, a, a, a cable or satellite provider. So I thought HBO Now is what I had signed into earlier, but then there was all this thing, and it wouldn't accept me. I was like, I was getting really mad and cussing things out. And then I found out that HBO Go, and I just went on there, immediately signed in. Like, it totally worked. Um, luckily, like uh, like how HBO Go works is like once the once the episode is airing, you can just start watching it whenever you want. Uh, so it's kind of like DVR, except you don't have to like DVR it. But um, but yeah, so we were uh, uh, we were very excited. It, it was a uh, it was definitely an episode made for people who have watched the show for years. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of reunions and a lot of uh, um. Uh, some callbacks you know there was boobs and and uh, gratuitous sex and gratuitous I was,
1: yeah i was gonna say my my understanding of the show is there's lots of that
0: well there's been <laughs> well the early so the early the early um the early ep- episodes there was a lot more of the gratuitous sex just like random people fucking for no like like they're not driving a plot point in any way whatsoever like there's just boobs like the scene opens with naked women just because or even naked dicks sometimes um but uh but mostly naked women um but yeah there was definitely a scene like that in, in this episode where there's just multiple naked women for no reason whatsoever other than hey we're hbo and we can do this so screw you yeah um I do have this uh, theory that like if you watch a lot of HBO series, um, even ones that don't feature a lot of sex or nudity or anything like that, like they'll have it early, like in the first episode, just to like lay it down. So like the just like the middle finger to the network, be like, hey, we can have boobs, so suck it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it was a it was a good episode. It was obviously. Um, setting up there's only six episodes in the final season it was setting up some things there was a lot of just reintroducing of, or characters introducing to themselves reintroducing characters all that stuff uh there was one very particularly gra- I'm not going to I'm not getting into spoilers or anything but there was one particularly very graphic scene towards the end of the episode uh that was pretty horrifying and and it, it was it was one of the things where they were definitely it's not like a horror show but um at this point, there there is a, a bit of a horror element to it because uh, they are um, going to war with a horde of uh, what are zombies, essentially. Um, but um, Which, that's not a spoiler because that's set up from the very first scene of the very first episode. So, um, But uh, uh, there's a particularly um, kind of uh, shocking and grotesque scene i'm uh, pretty
1: sure i saw a reference to that on twitter oh, i think there, there was a meme did. there was a meme and it was uh somebody somebody was wearing like a a, a a one of the people involved was wearing um like a mascot head and then like there was a large sword involved and I, is, is that the is that the uh is that uh,
0: that's the that's probably not the, the, oh. i mean there's always okay. there's always a few grotesque scenes Okay. Um, but, uh, but not exactly the one it involved a, uh, a child, uh, a dead child and some mutilated body parts and um, uh, yeah, so I won't uh, I won't go any farther than. that. I know people get really sensitive about Game of Thrones spoilers and uh, which I always think like if if you're only watching the show for the sake of being like surprised by things, then I don't know. Like I feel like, um, then I guess you're never gonna watch it again, and you don't. You do you enjoyment know, I out of it other than being surprised. But whatever. I, I get the surprises are fun, but uh, there's some other elements of the show that are good too. Like, um, I, I mean, I, I had, you know, I had, I had, I had, I had Empire Strikes Back spoiled for me all my life before I saw. It. But I, I knew that Luke. That, that Darth Vader was Luke's father my whole entire life before I saw Star Wars. So, so you know what? Uh, I still like the movie without that.
1: Yeah. Like, like I'm not, so, okay, let's talk about spoilers. Cause I'm like, look, if you were, if you said, even if I was like, yeah, someday I'd love to watch game of Thrones. It's like, I don't expect everybody to be quiet about that until I do like that seems rather ridiculous to be honest. Um, because it's like, you know, and again, so game of Thrones was what Sunday night, right? Is that right? Yep. Okay. So Sunday night. So here we are two days later. Look, if you haven't watched it yet, and I guess maybe, the, maybe this is like the, the sports fan in me, right? Cause those of us that are sports fans are like, I mean, there's only so long you can avoid a score, right? If you're trying to DVR a game and you want to still be surprised and watch it as if, it's you know happening in front of you. You you have to be very diligent to avoid the score. I, mean, I had to do that with the Sounders this weekend, you know, because I did not get to watch the game live. Got to watch it when I came home from Leavenworth, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to avoid this avoid the score, and I did not succeed. But you know, it's also like, okay, once I found out the score was three to two, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Spoilers, but... Jeff. I know, God. right? Oh, sorry for those of you who DVR'd the Sounders <laughs> in Toronto FC. I haven't you know, watched
0: it by uh, yeah. Wednesday. So,
1: <laughs> it, it's just sort of like, I'm like, man, we are two days later. If you were going to watch the damn thing, like you should have watched it already. Right. You know, like, it's, it's kind of how I feel.
0: I'm in a group text with some guys that are, uh, work in the industry that I work in. And um, I, I, I had sent some me like funny meme that I saw, or funny, like tweet I saw about the episode. Um, and one of the, probably the biggest game of Thrones nerd of, of that group he was like, Oh come on, I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, dude, you're the you're like, I remember one time like we were in Nashville for a conference and it was Sunday night and he was adamant that we go back to the hotel, like we were out and we went back to the hotel at like eight o'clock or whatever, so we could all watch Game of Thrones. On this like tiny hotel room with terrible sound, I remember we could like all barely hear what was going on because it was like eight dudes in a hotel room watching Game of Thrones. Um, but like that, he made us all do that, and he and I remember watching him watch it. I'm like, he know because there's a billion fucking characters in Game of Thrones, and when Amanda and I are watching it, like, like it's it's better now because uh most of them have died uh so the, that's narrowed down the fleet of people that you have to remember um but still sometimes you're like wait why is that guy important why is that woman matter like what what is going on here um and so but he's just like knows he he just would know every single thing like that was happening and know exactly what, what it meant blah 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 and but then he's the guy on the thing he's like oh dude, spoilers i haven't seen i'm like Dude, you haven't been able to find an hour out of any of your data, like which what which is clearly your favorite show. Like, just watch the damn show, figure it out. Stay up an hour later. I don't care. Like, you can watch it whenever you want. So just watch it. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, like and that's yeah. It, it's just it's obviously a thing that has come of the the DVRing and uh, streaming ages. People care about spoilers and and uh yeah. I mean, I don't know, like uh you, i could spoil 10 shows for all of you right now but uh, you know i won't but you know i'm still you know i'm still a respectful person so um so you uh spoiler snowflakes. yeah uh, i
1: mean i'm like you know there's no need to be a dick about it but i'm also like
0: you know again if, well, it sounds like you're kind of being a dick because you won't let me talk about the show yeah there we like go. around like because it used to be you watch a show, like, you know, Thursday night and then Friday night people talk about it at work. Right. Or whatever. But now it's like now you probably the show is on Thursday or on Sunday night. You go on Monday, try to talk about it with your coworkers Hold on. Hold on. I oh, didn't, I, didn't I, I didn't watch that. I haven't it. seen I wanted, it. Again. Hey, no, 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 hey, no, whoa, no. Whoa. Yeah.
1: No kidding. I don't know. You know, it's so this is where the sort of the English teacher and me kicks into, because like well so for example in senior english right now we're doing hamlet and i imagine most listeners of this podcast like most americans have read hamlet they read it when they were in high school and it's like every year i get you know kids who you know i just sort of mentioned casually mentioned at the beginning yeah you know and hamlet dies and it's like they're like whoa whoa spoiler alert and i'm like it's a shakespearean tragedy guys everyone fucking dies like it's like that's sort of the hallmark of the play is that everyone dies including the main character like and it doesn't necessarily make the experience of reading it you know different or worse and i tell them about so another play we read is oedipus and so if you know anything about Oedipus, the king, um, it's sort of this long um, downfall to him discovering that he has actually killed his father and married his mother and fulfilled the worst prophecy that you can possibly imagine. Right. And, you know, the the Greeks would come to these plays already. know These stories, these plays were written based off of familiar stories. So they already knew the story of Oedipus. He kills his dad, marries his mom, has kids with her, and it's uh, terrible, right? Yeah. So they yeah. go to these, already knowing that the interest for them. Is in how it plays out, right? It's like, it's not the, it's not driving by the train wreck at the end. It's the process of getting to the train wreck that is, that is interesting and dramatic and, and worth following. And so, um, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of laugh about that when people stress out about spoilers and I'm just like, you know, I mean, sometimes it's, it's not that big of a deal because what's actually interesting is the process of getting there rather than the actual, Um, end result itself and so um yeah that's just my little english teacher screed where it's like yeah you know if you're going to see a shakespearean tragedy you know everyone's gonna die it's just a matter of how they get there and that's where that's what's interesting so anyway so all you people who you know are sort of douchey about spoilers that's that's my take
0: yeah but i still won't spoil things for you because i'm a nice because craig's a
1: good man he is a a good
0: man Like, you know, uh, but I will say that uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father. I will spoil that for you. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, so if you if you are watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time, um, you know, uh, something like 30 years after it was (laughs) released, uh, 30, almost 40. Is it almost 40? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, The first Star Wars came out the year I was born, I think so yeah so about yeah. 40
0: yeah i was like 81 or something i don't know i'm way wrong on that i'm not that nerdy about um star wars um but i will say something that i am pretty nerdy about and jeff you've probably heard about this um from kyle sherwood and i a few times is a video game called mass effect yeah which is a uh, um uh a, a, a space opera if you will uh, it's a it's an RPG uh, game, which uh, is set in space, and uh, it's pretty fun. I love it. So uh, I used, to, I had this hoodie that I – it was, like, my most favorite hoodie. Um, it was – so on, on Mass Effect, uh, the kind of marine group that the main character is in is called N7. And so I had this hoodie. Uh, most of the hoodies I would see that would pop up were just – ugly and i hated them and i was like no i'm not wearing that like i'm not going that far like that big stripes down the side or some you know they were a little too like like too too much was going on but some years ago uh uh, the company that uh, makes the game called bioware uh had a hoodie on their site as a performance hoodie so you know it's got that kind of like sheer or that kind of like shiny look to it so it is in a kind of you know, uh, it's polyester instead of cotton. And, and I was really excited and I bought it. And uh, that was like my favorite hoodie for so long. And uh, um, a few years, a couple years ago, uh, we went out um, in Chicago. Uh, uh, it was my company's holiday party. And uh, those nights um, um, had been known to go very late in Chicago. There are bars that are open till five in the morning. Um, on Saturdays, uh, and I
1: always knew uh, I loved Chicago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so we, I'd have some pretty late and drunken nights. Like i Chicago is one of the drinkinest cities that, uh, I have Chicago and new Orleans probably, and uh, any Midwest city really, uh, um, you know, anything Wisconsin, Michigan and where it's cold, people, people like to drink, uh, cause most people in Chicago are from just all around the Midwest. Like you see all these, uh, bars for uh, different uh, Big Ten schools, uh, but anyway. So I on one of that fateful night I left my hoodie somewhere because I was wearing about twelve layers because it was Chicago in December, and uh, so I was wearing about twelve layers and uh, apparently lost one of my layers, the one that I cherished the most. Um, uh by that time they had no longer made the hoodie i emailed them and i begged them like please and they're like no we have no plans to ever do that again so i've lived the last couple of years like just wishing i could have it because i it's funny amanda gave me so much crap for buying it she said it was super nerdy um to buy this like video game hoodie but i would just get people all the time that be because it's like Mass Effect is a popular game and, you know, like, super popular. And the people that are really into it, like, really are really into it. And so uh, I get people to just be like, awesome hoodie, like, all the time. And and if Manda was with me, I'd be like, oh, and, I, and I'd tell her every time that someone, like, mentioned. I was like, hey, someone just complimented my hoodie because <laughs> she would just give me so much crap for it. And so, um, so last week, I, I just periodically look for, you know, different hoodies. Um, now, uh, Bioware doesn't make any like they don't sell any of this stuff themselves. So it's essentially other sites that are making some of like fan sites, some are like other things that are just making um, apparel uh, for this game and other games. And, and but it's linked on the so I looked and I found this hoodie that I that I really liked. Um, and it's an N7 hoodie, but it's actually in crimson and gray. Oh, like perfect, it, it, yeah. Oh, like it is. It's like anthracite and crimson. like it is dope and it's like the it's like polyester, and uh, it's a it's I'm stoked uh, about it. I am currently wearing it. Um, I just got it in the mail today. Um, Amanda got home from work and I made sure to have it on when she got from work, <laughs> and she kind of rolled her eyes and she's like, She's like, cute jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did you see the colors? <laughs> so yeah, that's just my uh, nerding out uh, thing today. Um, I'm really excited to be uh, wearing this hoodie, and uh, and um, honestly, uh, I got an XL, which like, it's amazing like how much the uh, size of an XL sweatshirt will vary. I have this WSU one. Uh, that is just uh, crimson and with just like the the cougar logo up on the the crest. It's like a Nike one, and it's a zip up like this one. And it has been kind of like a, a barometer of how much weight I've lost because um, I put it on for the first time since I started dieting um, uh, uh, last week, and it was just so much looser, like noticeably looser. And Amanda was like, "Oh my gosh, that looks so different on you because I because you know I had lost some weight." But this one is funny. It's like this one is actually slim now. So now this is my new barometer for the next set of weight I lose is when this one becomes loose. Oh boy. Yeah. So so and also it would have been really disappointing because this would not have fit me the twenty seven pounds ago. So I uh, I I, it would have been really disappointing if I bought it and then I went to put it on and it just wouldn't zip up. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm I'm pretty stoked. On that um, yeah, so uh, uh, we have a we have about uh, ten minutes Jeff I um, you got something about your kids i i have I've been talking for a while, but i have I have a I have a kid story as well, but I'll let you go.
1: yeah um, well, this is sort of a secondhand story, but apparently one of my my youngest was hitting my hitting my middle child in the penis the other day in the back seat. And so that was pretty funny. Um, my so Sarah was telling me about it. Said that uh, that Atticus, my youngest, was uh, tormenting his his middle brother by doing this, and um, he, he likes to torment his middle brother, and he'll do things, and you can always know when he's doing something he shouldn't be doing, cause he'll he'll do it, and then he'll kind of go <laughs> like he has this laugh that is like clearly I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, and it's very very funny. Um, and so he he kept apparently whacking him in the balls and Tristan finally goes he goes Atticus stop hitting me in the penis <laughs> and so <laughs> Sarah's like Sarah's just sitting there going like oh my god Sarah is often mortified by being the mother to multiple boys you know because boys just do stupid boy things and she's just like oh my god and so he <laughs> Tristan shouts that from the back seat and then Atticus goes well, you're just lucky I didn't pinch you there. <laughs> so anyways, so you know, and I, I said to Sarah, I was like, well, it, I mean, he's got a point like that would be worse. So anyway, so, so there's my kid's story. Um, yeah. Atticus is uh, Hey man, you should, you should just be thankful. I hit you in the balls and didn't pinch your balls.
0: So that is great. Um, that is a thing that um, I have a, I have a girl, so that's not something uh, that uh, my kids would ever. It's have not experience. part of your reality yet. Not part of my reality. Um, I generally clean shit out of a tiny vagina, which is uh, <laughs> when you have when you have a baby girl is what you do pretty regularly. Kind of yeah. gives you a whole new uh, a whole new view of of uh, female the anatomy, vagina, the female female anatomy once you clean shit out of it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but you're a
1: good dad you're a good dad
0: but i'm good dad i clean that shit um uh but yeah so uh b is b's growing and she's right on the cusp of uh of needing a new um uh uh, car seat Uh, which is a bummer we have uh the current car seat a stroller combo we have is amazing because these car seats just this fits right into the stroller um, which is apparently an only thing they make for the infant car seats, which sucks because it's been we've traveled a lot with her and that's you, it's just so handy. But so we've had so we we looked and lo- it's so stressful. We've been looking for months. Finally decided on one. We we found we found the one we wanted, and we uh, we look up at the prices. Uh, they're pretty much all the same everywhere, but we had. And I'll call it the company just uh, as a big fuck you, and they're a giant company, so I don't care. Um, but uh, we 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 had a coupon at Bye Bye Baby, um, which which is a hilarious name because it's Bye Bye Baby, but B U Y B U Y. Oh, Baby.
1: how clever!
0: How it's clever! Like, it's like the same as Bed Bath and Beyond and World Market right. or something like. That. It's like the same company. Um, but so we uh, on Sunday, uh, so we wanted to have this, uh, we, we were like, ah, cause so we're on this weekend, we're driving to Pullman and we're, and we're taking my sister and we're taking, uh, two dogs and a cat and we drive a, a little Mazda three. Um, and, uh, it, when, uh, with, with a uh, bees infant car seat, uh, there it's, it pretty much lays back like the infant car seats lay back really far. They don't adjust up. They're just like made for the kid to lay back in essentially, um, cause they're infants. Uh they don't expect them to sit up. Um but we um that uh pretty much like I cannot sit in the passenger seat. Uh Amanda's knees are pretty much right up against the glove box and she's about five foot six, so she's not super tall. Um my sister is about five foot ten, so she cannot sit in the front seat. Um in this uh and Amanda a couple a few weeks ago when we went to Portland, uh that three hour drive, she was struggling by the end. Um, which I, as someone who has um, has gold status on Alaska Airlines I, uh, for about four years running, um, I understand her pain. But um, but uh, I uh, I uh, um, we uh, finally decided finally like it, it because it just most of them seem almost exactly the same. So you just have to find like little reasons to eliminate one. And so we we finally just we picked it we picked a car seat and uh, we used the coupon. We did – so we had a decision made. It was, I, had just, I had just driven back from Preston's so, you know, I, I was a little hungover, and I'd already driven from uh, Seattle to Tacoma that day, and I was like, I don't really feel like driving anywhere. Uh, but they had one. There's a Bye Bye Baby in Tequila, of course. That's where all the box stores are. And uh, they had one there, and, and, and we were like – I was like, I could drive there, but I don't really want to – so we just decided to like pay the extra money for to have them, you know, we were like given the, uh, the extra money we have to pay for like express shipping versus how much we would hate having to drive to Tequila, you know? Uh, and so we, we just did that calculus and decided to just uh, do express shipping. Um, so a box arrives today from bye bye baby. Um, I, I bring it in Amanda's not home yet. I bring it in. Uh, it, it's very heavy um like too heavy i'm like and seems like the wrong shape and i'm just like whatever i was working so i just like put it aside and um went on my day and as soon as amanda gets home she goes over opens a box it's like uh, uh this giant this like big wooden hamper um it is not a car seat. <laughs> That's not going to help you very much. Even though, even though on the like packing slip it said the car seat, like so they just screwed it up. So mm. Amanda got on the phone with them. This long thing. We're like, as usual. Well, yeah, like we're like, what can you do? You know, they were like, oh well, uh, if you don't want to go to Tequila. or like the, finally their solution was like, we have a manager that she can take the the thing down to the. Uh, so she can take the car seat down to because any of the shipping wasn't going to get it we have we're leaving on thursday like we don't want to like rely on the mail getting there or, you know like the ups getting there before we leave because you just, you'd never know when they're going to get there it's like you know so we're like we're you can get there on thursday but it, we were we will probably leave before it gets there and it's a car seat so you kind of need it when you're leaving um and so uh so so they're like, oh, she so can take a pew up. So we, it's actually in South Hill, and we're like, that's about a, a five-minute drive shorter f- from us than Tequila. Like, so that's not really useful. But thank you, uh, because you know, like driving back and forth, because they were like, oh, you know, they're looking on their thing. And they're like, oh, it's only you know, uh, thirty, you know, twenty miles away from you. We're like, yeah, um, during uh, certain times of the day, that can take an hour uh, or more. And so we're like, it's not a drive we like to make. And also, I don't really like going to Tequila, all that like mess of box stores. It's like not a fun like place to go to. Um, I hate the mall. I hate all that stuff. Like I just don't like going there. Um, but uh, so I that there's a reason we paid extra money to have it shipped to our house. Um, but uh, finally, we just had to acquiesce and. I get to drive up to Tequila tomorrow night and uh, Mm. I'll be spending my evening uh, just a really fun night of uh, going to Bye Bye Baby um, and then going immediately home, Um, you know, um, because I just won't want to go to anything else up there. (laughs) Uh, There's like a there's a there's a total wine and and a, a BevMo up there that sometimes I'll stop by to see if they have any like hidden hidden gems in the beer section. By the way, and the every
1: Bevmo, once in a while they do.
0: But the Bevmo almost never does. The Total Wine does sometimes. Total Wine sometimes does, yeah. yeah. But the Bevmo not so much. But just
1: stay away from the IPAs that that are on the shelf at Total Wine. Oh yeah. That's a That's pro definitely. tip for all of you uh novice craft beer drinkers. Those things can sit on the shelf for long time years
0: I'm not even joking years yeah. like I've seen brands that have not been around for a year and they've been on the shelf there You do
1: not want to drink an IPA that's been sitting on the shelf for a year or two or
0: under, under under UV lights and yeah. all that yeah. So yeah do, don't don't uh, or um, or a fluorescent lights I'm sorry yeah. Uh, but yeah so uh but anyway so that that's my that's my fun tomorrow um because they apparently couldn't figure out that um uh 55 pound uh (laughs) hamper like seriously what the hell is this hamper it's 55 (laughs) pounds it was i mean it's totally shaped like a baby seat of course that's like i was like i mean it's easy to
1: see where the confusion came from
0: i was like i've seen car seat boxes before and this is not the right shape but I was like, I have other things to do. I mean, I'll go back to this later. Uh, but, yeah, we got it. Woohoo! Uh, we got it in time. But, no, yeah, we didn't get it in time. Um, but the good news is uh, they are uh, reimbursing us for our travel. We'll see what that means. Oh, well, that's nice. And then, obviously. They'll probably give you a coupon. Yeah. To, to spend on their products. Bye, baby. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: Like, here, we'll reimburse you $10 for your time and travel. Which is with this voucher that's good for any of our products at byebyebaby dot com.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. but yeah, we uh um now that the uh, baby's RS is out of business in Tacoma, there's not a yeah. There's that
1: place was great
0: by the way. We used yeah. to go there a lot. Yeah, we got you know we you know, we bought some stuff from there. We bought some stuff from. I think we bought bees Crib from. No, I can't remember. I don't know. No, actually, I, I just remember putting the crib together was awful. I don't, I don't remember where we bought it. Um, but we had to put, it, take it apart and put it together again when we moved her to her own room. But um, that's a, a story for another day. But yeah, so woohoo, um, car seat shopping. Um, I know you all love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, if you want, I don't to, miss it. If you want to hear more about car seat shopping, be sure if you're listening to this to hit subscribe. <laughs> um, because uh, this is the number one source of car seat shopping information That's right. on the internet. That's right. Um, hit subscribe if you're listening. I know a lot of you have because we have a lot of people that keep coming back to listen. Um, but, uh, but be one of those people. Um, you'll make us happy. Um, also, give us whatever service you are on. Um, if you would give us – be kind enough to give us a five-star rating. That would be wonderful. Um, and if you can leave some comments, that would be even better. Cause I really enjoy reading them. Um, it does make it, us feel good. Yeah. It makes us feel good. Uh, if, if you don't want to make us feel good, um, we have an email. It's podcast versus everyone, all one word at gmail.com or you can hit up us. Uh, it's about. About 75% Jeff, 25% Craig on the Pod versus Everyone Twitter account. That's at P-O-D versus Everyone um, on Twitter. Uh, as you said last week, Jeff, that's pretty much the only place you tweet now because the artist formerly known as Neskug no longer exists. That's right. Um, that's how. By the way, Jeff, I say it like that because that's how everyone pronounces it. No one. It. <laughs>
1: I know. I, uh, you know, I in about I don't know ninth grade or so, I finally stopped correcting people. Whenever I do, people call me up for podcast interviews or radio interviews or whatever. They're like Jeff Nusser from com and I'm like, I, yeah, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> you know, it's it's not even worth it. Not actually, it's Nooser. You know, like how douchey would that sound? So. I don't even bother.
0: Yeah. You just start the, the like 30 seconds that you're on their show. Right. Like with the, uh, actually, I just wanted to correct you actually, on how my name is pronounced.
1: Although I will say this. Like, so I used to do, so just quick, quick side story. I used to do, um, like, uh, announcing for our boys basketball team in the gym. So I, you know, I'm the guy who's like, and starting it power forward, you know, like that stuff. Right. And, uh, one of the things I always did before the game, one of the very first things I would do is sit down with the assistant coach from the other team and be like, how do you pronounce all these names? Cause I'm like, that just seems like the, like the right thing to do. <laughs> like <laughs> you should probably pronounce people's names correctly instead of fumbling over them, you know, over the loudspeaker. And so I'm always amazed when these, uh, you know, supposedly professional radio people, podcasters, I'm like, whatever, dude, you're, you're, you know, I mean, look, obviously like we, we are living proof that, you know, podcast, you don't have to be a professional to be a podcaster. Right. But if someone's on the radio, you know, I'm always amazed by, you know, these like radio producers and radio hosts who don't actually ask, you know, how to pronounce my name. They just assume they know. And I'm like, I don't know. seems like you should ask, but whatever. You know, Joe and Jim sports radio in the afternoon. You know, whatever. Like, I don't know.
0: Maybe yes. Yeah. Did I tell you how I I um I got uh I was on a, a San Diego uh sports talk show um uh when while I was in Texas for the Alamo Bowl and they asked me like a couple questions and I both of them were stupid like super dumb and i don't honestly i don't even remember what they were anymore and i i was like, like drinking at a brewery and the actual uh one of the guys that work at the brewery who i had told that oh at like 1 30 i have to go do this radio show and i was i had totally forgot and like he's like don't you have a radio show to go do where you going to go out to your car when that happened i was like oh shit you're right oops <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I, but i was right on time and uh uh, um, answered their stupid questions as best as I could and uh, that's one of the one of the perks of, uh, of blogging is uh, sometimes people will ask you to talk on their radio show and they'll ask you the dumbest questions you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh-huh definitely. But yeah like subscribe um, email us, whatever please please like us. Yeah. Or actually, no wait. What what was what was the first episode? We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care. We're just doing this for us. Yeah, that's right. I, I do not obsessively check the downloads. I do not
1: <laughs> definitely don't. You definitely don't know that we had more downloads last week than the week before. You definitely did I, not know
0: that. I I did not know that. No, definitely <laughs> didn't I definitely don't send you messages about <laughs>
1: About look how many downloads we have today. We're ahead of last week's pace. But we definitely don't care.
0: We don't care. Definitely. Anyways, so thanks for listening. Uh we'll be back. Uh well, we might as well say we'll have a special episode. Uh live.
1: If everything goes according to plan.
0: If everything goes according to plan, we'll have a special episode that should be fun live from uh the spring game tailgate. And uh yeah, so that should be a fun one list too, because we will have been drinking. Even more than we normally drink. Yeah. So yeah. So thanks for listening. So you'll get, um, you should be getting two episodes next week. Yeah. Uh, Enjoy that. Um, Also sorry, but yeah, thanks for listening. Go Cougs. Go Cougs.